This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chat, presented by Abe's Door Service, with 24-7 emergency service where you speak to an actual person. Visit abesdoor.ca. And I know a lot of us recovering from Christmas and all of our gifts piled high that we received from our loved ones, maybe stuff we didn't necessarily really need or want, but we have it anyway. And we've just got a lot of stuff. And that just accumulates Christmas after Christmas, birthday after birthday, trips to winners after trips to winners. At least I'm talking about my own situation here. So if you want to declutter, and really, I think that's the goal. And I think it's a lot of, as you get older, that's what you want to do because you just see all this stuff and you just don't want to burden anyone else with all of this clutter. So we're getting rid of it. We've got Caitlin Beekhouse, owner and lead organizer at Sort and Simple Professional Organizing. Thanks for joining us this morning. Thank you for having me, Stacey. This is what I just said isn't uncommon, is it? You hear that a lot. We do hear that a lot. Um, a lot of people are feeling overwhelmed by the amount of things in their spaces. Mm-hmm. There's a lot coming in and not as much going out. So set us up. Set us up for success. What do we, where do we start with this? Absolutely. So I think one of the first things we need to do when we're ready to get organized and we're thinking of decluttering is can we slow that incoming stuff? And whether that's setting some boundaries with friends and family about the volume of gifts that we're giving, you know, maybe the kids are bringing home lots of things from school, and even things like saying no to junk mail, changing to e-bills, let's slow that incoming stuff and deal with what we already have. The biggest piece that we love to tell people about that is often missed when we're ready to get organized is to take a moment and really create a clear vision. We encounter a lot of obstacles when we're decluttering of, should I keep this? Should I let it go? What do I do? And it's because we have a lack of idea of where we're really headed. So stop, take a moment. How do you want your space to feel? What do you want it to look like? And how are you going to feel in that space? Don't we all want it to look like the show homes we see in the magazines where it's just like nothing on the kitchen counter? Ideally, it looks so neat mm-hmm. and lovely, but I need my stand mixer and I don't have any room for it somewhere. And I need this, this and this. And I kind of like this here. And I have no idea where I would put this if I got rid of it anyway. Right. So part of our vision needs to go around functionality. And realism, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we're not all going to have Kim Kardashian's closet or celebrity homes, right? So really looking at how can we make our space functional and can we do the activities that we love and enjoy and how we can work towards that um, so that we have a space that, yeah, we can use and be proud of but that it's not going to be perfect, and that's okay. I love that. It's not going to be perfect, but that's okay. Do we just automatically get the garbage bags out? No, I think that there are a lot of ways that we can donate, reuse, recycle what we have, though it is an obstacle for people. You know, mm-hmm. I do see mm-hmm. a lot, and I'm so proud of, of our clients that they don't want their things to just go in the landfill. And that's fantastic, but it can definitely be an obstacle because we're mm-hmm. hold on to things thinking, who can use this and how do I get it to them? So a big part of what we do is we educate people on how to let go of their items so that they can be donated and reused, but still leave their house. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the key. <laughs> and I think a lot of people want to sell it. 
like there's a we attach worth to things that may not have that worth. Absolutely. So we do get um, like a sunk cost bias. As soon as we own something, it has more value than if someone else had Mm -hmm. that exact same object. But what we need to realize is we've spent that money. The money is gone uh, and that there's more there's more to things than just their financial cost. There's responsibility, there's stress, there's overwhelm, and there can be a lack of space. So what's more important, to get a couple bucks for something or to just let it go and have that weight off your chest? There are some items that can be sold, but like we're talking about, that kind of sunk cost and that bias, they're typically not worth as much as we think they are. So what things can we sell? What things go? Yeah, the popular items would be things that it's worth your time to sell, I would say, would be at least over $30. Anything mm-hmm. under that, you know, the amount of time you're spending messaging someone on Marketplace and they don't show up. Because mm-hmm. we need to think about our own time as having value, too. So I like to see items over $30, at least. And some of the more popular items would be, like, larger kitchen appliances, um, some of the bigger, expensive kids' toys. But again, most of our things, the easiest way to actually declutter and reach our vision is going to be to donate and let it go. Sports equipment too, like skis and those sort of things for kids especially. Yeah. I sold my kids cross-country skis within minutes. Very nice. Yeah. It doesn't always go that way, Caitlin. No. (laughs) Most of the time, I don't, I've got lots of stuff on Facebook Marketplace, not moving anywhere. Um... There's also upcycling sites. Have you seen these on Facebook where I, I know that in St. Albert they have one where it's they, they just know they have all this stuff and they just want it to go to a good home. So instead of you know taking the garbage bag filled with stuff and, and dropping it off on Goodwill, they, they post pictures of it and say, hey, who wants this? Who wants this? And it's all free and it's just sort of being reused. Yeah. Is that common throughout the city? It is very common. So buy nothing groups are typically through Facebook and you can post whether you're searching for something or you want to let go of something. And the great thing about that is they're neighborhood specific. So we're cutting down on the driving time to get Mm -hmm. those donations elsewhere. And it's immediately going to someone that could use it in your own neighborhood. Why are we holding on to this? Lots of reasons. Um, I think sometimes it's just that there's a lack of time. So we know that we want to let things go. We know that they're not serving us, but we don't have the time or energy to deal with it. There's other priorities in life, Mm -hmm. right? Sick family members, kids, busy jobs. Um, And then we do tend to have sentimental attachments to lots of things. And so that's kind of looking into the past and those items remind us of happy times. Of course. But then we also are a little bit worried about the future. So we hear a lot of just in case, you know, need to keep that electronics box just in case I need to return it. Or, oh, I haven't gone fishing in 20 years, but just in case I want to, I'm going to keep all my gear. So living in the present and thinking about what serves you now and in your current stage of life is going to be a lot way, a way to be more intentional about what we have. So how do you get over that? just in case, or this means a lot to me. So uh, if I get rid of this item, I lose that memory. Right. So the memory is still within you. The item doesn't hold a memory, but it can trigger the memory. Yes. So quite often we can take photos of it or when we're working with clients, what we really find is that they want to tell the story one more time. So if they can tell someone, a family member or an organizer, that story one more time, 
that it gives them that sense of closure and it allows them to let it go. But really, when we're deciding what do we want to keep and let go of, it comes back to do we have a clear vision of what we're working towards? Because if your vision is to have your home exactly the way it is, then you can keep things. Mm -hmm. But if you're ready to downsize or retire or have a home that's easier to maintain, then we really want to think, does this item align with the vision that I have for my life. Or Marie Kondo, it does this bring me joy? Do you like Marie Kondo? It was such a rage when she was on Netflix that right. she helped declutter at least all my Facebook friends, their homes. Yeah, I think there's different styles for everyone, but instead of asking, does this spark joy? I like to ask, do I want to be responsible for this? Because every item comes with responsibility, whether that's maintenance, storage, mm -hmm. upkeep, um, being the one responsible for maintaining those memories, and do you want to have that responsibility? What if you say yes to everything? <laughs> yes, There's definitely yeah, no, yeah. people that do, yeah. right? And I think you're looking at one right now. <laughs> uh, we're going to take a bit of a break, uh, Caitlin, so if you can stick around, we're going to answer that question. I also want to tackle kids and kids' rooms and whether my kid is going to be a bit of a collector because I am, and I already see it. And we want to know more about what you do. We are talking to Caitlin Beekhouse, uh, owner and lead organizer at Sort and Simple Professional Organizing. We're back in two minutes. Service, where service is their specialty. Proud sponsor of This Morning with Stacey Bratzel and Daryl McIntyre on 630 Chad. It is 747. You're listening to This Morning on 630 Chad, and we're shedding our stuff. We're decluttering our home in 2024, and we have Caitlin Beekhouse, owner and lead organizer at Sort and Simple Professional Organizing. And what does that look like? Like, what do you do? How, how do you help people? Yeah, so our local service supports overwhelmed families, mm. busy professionals, seniors that are downsizing through the organizing and decluttering process so that they can have a space they enjoy and can maintain. That must be pretty emotional sometimes, though. It can it, be. It, 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 there could be some anger issues. I know that there's some times they're like, well, throw this out. I'm like, well, no, I can't. I can't throw this out. I'm not ready to throw this out. Yeah. Uh, how do you work with somebody to, to downsize, and as we've already discussed, things that they may be attached to? Yeah, so it's definitely a very emotional process, and that's where sometimes it helps to have that outside person come in. Uh, they are, okay. I'm not attached to your things, right? Um, and so when we can help you create that vision for this next stage of life, because change is scary. Mm -hmm. It is very scary, and we know that if we're, say, downsizing or moving, we can't take everything with us. So having a kind of pragmatic outside approach can be helpful, um, and to really think about why we're holding on to things. Is it because we find comfort in it? Um, and what are we really looking for in the future? And I think a lot of us, when we think about our lives, we want to have a simple life. Mm -hmm. We don't want it to be complicated and we don't want to keep things out of guilt or, or those negative emotions. So we try and really spin things that we're looking for an optimistic future and how can we make that happen? You're like part therapist. 
Definitely, yeah. <laughs> we, we have to do a lot of uh, empathizing and working with people at their pace. So we don't want to rush anyone through decisions. We're much more successful when we take our time and people feel confident in the choices they're making. Do you have somebody a story that comes to mind of somebody you worked with and, and you go into their home and you're like, oh, geez, I don't know if I can do this. <laughs> this seems um, like a lot of work. Yeah, I would say it's less often about the volume of things. It's more about people's openness to change. And so the best time to organize is when you're ready to change. If you're not ready to change, it's going to be really hard. And so, yeah, we have had clients where they're on the fence. You know, they know mm -hmm. that they need to to think about changing, but they're not ready. And if we can work with them at their pace and they can start to make decisions and see that, oh, that thing I let go of that I've been holding on for 20 years, nothing bad happened when I let go of it. And now I can do that again. And they build momentum. So uh, mm. it can be challenging. You could throw out boxes and boxes of stuff and never even remember what's in it or have it change your life at all. Yeah, exactly. But once you open the box, then you're in trouble. Then you're in trouble. You're like, oh, I need this. I need this. I need this. Let's talk about kids' stuff. Sure. Because I, I lots of there's some kids who, who have this pristine bedroom, and then there's other kids where it looks like a hurricane went through. How can you help your kids? And are you doing damage to your kids when you're a bit of a collector yourself? Yeah, I think that. Often kids have similar traits to their parents mm -hmm. uh, and they're seeing those different habits. But actually quite often we find that the kids of people who had a lot of stuff are the opposite. They don't oh, want okay. anything uh, because they've experienced the stress and overwhelm and distraction that comes from having excessive stuff. And so they're kind of on the other end of the spectrum. But definitely we can teach each other or teach our kids the skills of organizing and decluttering because we do think, oh, this is just something everyone inherently knows how to do, but it's not. It's really something that we can teach. So when it comes to kids, I think helping them identify what works for them and recognizing as a parent that your kid might have a different organizing um, technique that works for them than works for you. And sometimes it can drive you crazy, right? It can, you, absolutely. Like clean your room. Well, I did. I'm yeah. like, mm. Well, and, and quite <laughs> often we hear from parents, you know, I set up this beautiful system and no one in the house will use it and they're not, they're not following our organizing system. But we have to look at kids organize and think differently than adults and as individuals too. Thanks for joining us. Decluttering our home in 2021. I love that idea. Fantastic. Thanks. And it's easy to do, right? It's you, not easy to do. It is when you have your vision. <laughs> Just on your face. <laughs> we need a vision goal. first, and maybe they'll give you a call too, and you can help us through it. Um, professional organizer slash therapist. Caitlin Beekhouse, owner and lead organizer at Sort and Simple Professional Organizing.